Dinosaurs, everybody. Welcome to the Mary and Tom Show. I'm Tom. I'm uh, Mary. This is our show. Yes, it is. Dinosaurs. Uh, you might hear shivering. It's because it's cold in here. Our furnace is... It's trying. I suppose it's trying. I mean, every once in a while it turns on for a little bit. Yeah. I think the temperature has gone up to a whole 59 degrees. Yeah. Well, fortunately, we have the um, heating guys coming over tomorrow. Yes. Woke up this morning. It was... Cold. 56? Oh my gosh, it was cold. Yeah, it was nuts. Yeah. I mean, I've been through worse. I remember when my uncle had me catalog his video cassettes. My uncle had a lot of video, like hundreds of video cassettes, kind of taped stuff compulsively, including NASCAR races, like all the NASCAR races from like 1994 through like 2005. He taped all of them and watched them. <laughs> and so he had me catalog on his computer what was on each of his hundreds of tapes. Now I went over to his house to do that. He did not have the heat on. He had a space heater in his bedroom, which was good for him. In the room with the computer, it was... 44, wasn't it? No. It was in the 30s. Was it, it was in the 30s? 33, oh, 34. Yeah. I was very chilly. This is not that bad, but it's still pretty bad. I know. You were really cold when you got home. I, I was. It took me a while to warm up. We eventually thought you out. So we're going to answer some questions because it's our 90th episode and we like to do that when we get to, you know, big round multiples of 10. Okay, this is from Yorick. Why not let Mary design the dinosaur games? Do you have an answer to that, Mary? You're the designer. I, I am relying on you to design these games. That's all I have to say. That's that's it? That's... You have like 500 more games to go. Yeah. Dinosaur games. That's... At least. There's a lot of games. Yeah, well, it'll keep you busy. I mean, what if... What if... Keep you out of trouble. What if the first dinosaur game doesn't sell very well? Oh my god, don't you say that! <laughs> Why am I still required to design 500 more oh, maybe, dinosaur games? Maybe like a thousand more? More, we double down on it. Yeah. It sounds like us. Yeah. Thankfully, that's the only dinosaur question, I think. So. Aw, well, I'll so. come up with some. <laughs> Which he'll cut out. So actually, no, um, I forgot to put this down. I was talking to... Scott, he asked, what is your favorite dinosaur? And why is it a Triceraton? <laughs> okay. I might be paraphrasing there, but that's pretty much the, the gist of it. My my favorite one is a Triceratops. Is that it? Um, I'm just telling you what he asked. Well, I've always had a soft spot from T-Rexes. I do like Triceratops for sure. I actually think I like the flying, uh, flying uh, reptiles more. Flying dinos. They're not really dinosaurs. I mean, you kind of love all dinosaurs, I yeah. I, I do like dinosaurs. I just don't want them near me or alive. You want all dinosaurs to die? No, I don't want all dinosaurs to die. Oh God. They're already dead. I want them to stay that way. So this is way. why you won't let me have one? Because you're delusional? And you think all dinosaurs are dead? I'm just seeing even the friendly ones, like like a brontosaurus, friend, friendly guy. But, I mean, he takes a couple steps and blat. That's never enough dinosaur talk, but... Tom's giving me um, the eye there, <laughs> the stink eye. So, hey, Dennis asks, I can't wait for two things, your annual sale and Table Battles Dinos. Hence, I have two questions, when and when. So we're going to answer your second question first because I've been told that Dinosaur Table Battles is the most important game. Yes, most important game ever in history and prehistory and that's gonna be hex number 50 we just released today hex number 45 which is horse and matchlock oh by the way we released a new game you should buy it horse and matchlock and we're gonna be releasing hex number 46 which is westphalia during our holiday sale 
So then we have uh, 47, 48, 49, and then 50 will be dinosaur table battles, which will be sometime in the spring next year. Now, I'll answer your first question. Second, when is the holiday sale? Okay, it starts November 25th, and it's running that last week of November and the first week of December. And we're going to have all of our games on sale at a discounted price. Uh, there's also going to be a special discount code for larger orders, like we've done every year. Uh, we should be having some dice trays, uh, dice towers, and we'll be having canvas maps. Speaking of canvas maps, I think that leads into our next question. Alexander asks, which canvas maps will be available during the sale? And we actually have a list of this. Probably oh, I have to read it? Okay. This way I can sip your water. Okay. Hey, I hardly have any water left. Fill that up. Can you go ahead and tell them what we're having for the maps? Oh, God, your handwriting is terrible. My handwriting is great. Okay. Infamous Traffic, Anthony and Cleo, Charlemagne, Brave Little Belgium, Wars of Marcus Aurelius, Siege of Ismael, Westphalia, Sioux Line, Supply Lines of the American Revolution, Northern Theater, Supply Lines of the American Revolution, Southern Strategy, Meltwater, Horse and Musket, which, by the way, has a larger map now. Yes, and that larger map is included in the new Horse and Nashlock game. It's also included in any copies of Horse and Musket we're selling from now on. The map that we have in the Nashlock box is a, a regular paper map. Marcus asks, do you make an effort to release one or more multiplayer 3-plus games each year, or is it just happenstance? Uh, we have released one, at least one uh, multiplayer game each year, and they, they sell well. They sell to a different audience than a lot of our two-player games do and so when we get towards the end of the year we want to have a game that's kind of targeted towards that group which isn't necessarily a, a war game focused group uh, this year we're releasing Westphalia which is a six-player game only six players and then next year we have a couple of games in mind which includes another train game and we actually were talking about the train game earlier was it yesterday about you know when are we going to release this train game was it going to be ready and we're figuring, like, oh, we're going to be ready in the spring or summer. But you pointed out, at the end of the year when we have our big sale, we want to have something that's going to bring more people to the sale. And a multiplayer game is going to do that in a way a two-player game or a solo game won't. So we're actually looking at putting that train game at the end of the year next year. Oh, okay, you decided to do We were talking about that. and Yeah, we. Was, yeah. you made a convincing argument. I know we were talking about it the other day, but you ignore most of what I say. So <laughs> That is not true! I, I didn't realize you actually bothered to, to listen to me. So, okay. This is a character assassination. That is patently false. I do not ignore what you say unless you're telling me not to drink your water. Which is, you know, I, I do do that. So, okay, yeah, so you're so, going to hold on to the train game that whole time? Yeah, it gives us more time to test it, too. Okay. You know, but... Um, you guys aren't going to be able to play it. I will, but you won't. <laughs> not until next year's holidays sale. Well, you know, I was originally planning on doing... Because I have a game on the console of Nicaea. And I was originally... That's a multiplayer game, 3+. Plus, and I was planning yeah, on... Yeah, I thought we were going to have that next year, too. No. I'm we, waiting for that. Yeah, well, that's going to be the following year. Because oh, we pushed that... Because that's no. it, it, kind of my my big prestige game. And we, we talked about no, no, this. No, no, The vote. When is the vote coming out? That was supposed to be next year. That is why Nicaea got pushed. So I can work on the vote. 
that's the point. That's the point I'm making is that that was going to be our uh, big end of year prestige multiplayer game, right? So yeah. In both those prestige and multiplayer buckets. Uh, but then when we decided that the vote should have come out next year. Yeah. Uh, he listened again. I listen frequently. Wow, this is twice. I, I'm <laughs> I'm stoked, man. I, I am just, I'm so... Wow. Wow. Bill asks, ever made a decision on the shrink wrap versus the planet argument? So we were talking about this uh, a while back, about looking at ways to package our games that didn't involve shrink wrap. Because this is, it is important. It's the only planet we got. We can't really go anywhere else. Like, actually, I was reading about space travel uh, recently, and that is horrifying. It's just like you go blind and your brain's damaged. This is no good. Um, Where did you read this? On NASA's website? Oh, wow. Because, I say, oh, wow. Because the microgravity uh, causes this the... This is extended. Yeah. Okay. That's the space travel. Yes, but you can travel to the moon, and it's not going to take that long. That's more like a space day trip. I'm talking talking about so we had to live on this planet. Yes. Going to some other planet, traveling in space at that time, the human body's not made to do that. So we were talking about this a while back. I think actually Bill might have asked about it previously. And we were discussing with our printer different ways to approach the packaging of the game that didn't involve shrink wrap. We had not reached a a decision yet found uh, the perfect solution yet uh and then it kind of got kind of fell off the radar a little bit it's not that it's not important because it is important this is the only planet we got but we just had other things in our life that took priority especially over the course of this last year uh, that made it hard to focus on the minutiae of that got one more question i think yep our last question is from james do you have a release date for westphalia related topic Favorite negotiation games you've enjoyed in the past? Uh, so the release date is going to be November 25th. It's releasing concurrent with the big holiday sale. We did that for the first time last year with the Sioux line. line. And that seemed to do pretty well and get people excited. So we thought Westphalia, we have that same opportunity. Uh, as far as negotiation games that I've enjoyed in the past, um, I actually haven't played a whole lot of negotiation games. I played John Company, which I enjoyed quite a bit. Uh, Mary and I have both played uh, Settlers of Catan, which is a negotiation or trading game. And that's fine. Yeah, with the right people, I guess. Yes, with the wrong people. (laughs) No. You remember um, playing with JD and Big Mike? Yeah, Big Mike didn't want to trade with anybody. Like, don't, don't trade, don't give him that card. You're giving him the game. Don't give him that card. It was like, this, this is a trading game. No. And it was like, it was really, like, it just ground down once it wasn't about the negotiation. And then yeah, actually, well, once it got to that point, it was just yeah. terrible. And that actually, I think, highlights something about negotiation games and that you need to have a certain amount of buy-in. People need to want to play a game where they're negotiating. People who are intransigent about it, the game breaks down, usually. Now, one problem, if you can call it a problem with negotiation games, is that if we're all negotiating but only one of us can win, then at a certain point those, those negotiations are going to break down because you don't want to let Big Mike win, win again. Yeah. And so one thing that we do in Westphalia is that multiple players can share in the victory. So it removes that kind of zero-sum, only one winner structure that can cause negotiations to break down you're more likely to 
help someone win if you're also winning. But it's not a cooperative game necessarily because if all six players meet their victory conditions, then they'll be scoring and only one player will win. So you need to make sure someone loses. There's still that competitive element. I think it addresses some of the problems people have with negotiation games, but you still need to be able to want to you still need to want to negotiate. That's the kind of game it is. And hopefully you know, a lot of people will buy it. Because uh, it's certainly the riskiest, I think, game that we published uh, from a marketing standpoint, from a hard-to-get-on-the-table standpoint. So, uh, fingers are crossed. Yeah, hopefully we'll get, like, two or three people. We'll buy it. I mean, really, multiply every sale by six. That's how many people are going to play it. So, I mean, that's that's pretty good. All right, I think that's all of the questions. I'm not sure if we're going to do another episode before the sale or not, but if we do, we'll talk to you then. Dinosaurs, everybody. <laughs>